Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We're calling this one, It's Always Funny in Asheville, because it is. Mm-hmm. And because, interestingly, have you ever noticed that like in life sometimes... Something really small can be a metaphor for something really big. <laughs> uh-huh. I can give a really good example of one that's happened to me recently to give you an idea of kind of what I'm talking about. So we have a little dog. His name is Odin. Odin. He's a little cutie. Mm-hmm. And when we let Odin outside, we put him on a little lead. It's a pretty long lead, so he has a pretty good amount of area to run around and use the bathroom and do his do. <laughs> I say, do your duty, Odin. Yeah. And he's great. He loves it. And over the years, it was originally a tied to like a big stick in the yard so that he he could only have, you know, a 50-foot radius or whatever. Uh-huh. But over the years, that's been rained on, and that stick has sort of disintegrated and turned into nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no stick. There's no stick left. anymore. Mm-hmm. The lead is just sort of laying on the ground. Uh-huh. Yet we take Odin, and we put him on his lead, <laughs> and we let him out, and he won't go anywhere. He's like trapped by the bonds of his own mind. <laughs> And I find that to be immensely fascinating. And I realized it the other day and I was just looking at him sitting on the lead with it connected to nothing. And I was like, aren't we all like Odin a little bit? Isn't that just like a perfect metaphor for for existence? We're all just sort of tied down by our own mental constraints. (laughs) We've all been trained to be like Odin and stay on our leads that are connected to nothing. That's right. And man... It was like a mind-blowing moment because I felt like it was really representative of something bigger, even though it's something small. And I think in Western North Carolina specifically recently, there have been a couple of cases that are like that. They're metaphors for bigger things. Right, yeah. Um, there's a couple of little, little things that have been happening in the Asheville area that are gigantic metaphors for our national conflicts. And we wanted to go through a couple of those today to give you an examples of just how funny Asheville is and how funny we all are and how we're all on Odin's leash, confused. <laughs> he's not confused. He's less, He just knows he's on a leash. Yeah. We're all on our <laughs> leashes knowing we're on our leashes. But not knowing that there's nothing tethering that leash in place. And that's where we're at. And so we were going to do that today. So our first Asheville funny story actually began last week mm-hmm. when I was scrolling through Facebook, (laughs) as I am wont to do. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy on Facebook. And I see a post from the local television news that Mm -hmm. there is a missing child in Asheville. Oh. And I take a look at the post's picture of a young boy, and the descriptor says the child's name is Little Timmy, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, the child's name is not Little Timmy. That's changing to protect (laughs) the innocent here. Mm -hmm. But it says, Little Timmy's gone missing. And the post says little Timmy is, quote, highly autistic. And I noticed in the post from the news that the child's referred to as them, they okay. pronouns. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, so this must be like a, a non-binary. Not that abnormal for Asheville. Right. It's not terribly weird, but it's a little strange for a missing child's post. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, huh, okay. And then I get a phone call. From you. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I chimed in because I went to work and I- In st- Asheville. In Asheville. And I started talking to my uh, coworker and he's like, dude, you're not going to believe what happened to me yesterday. And I was like, what What do you mean? And he says, 
you remember that kid, little Timmy, that lives down the street that you've met a few times over the years? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that kid, he had the captain's hat on and the <laughs> combat boots and like pink gloves. And he was like, yeah, that kid. <laughs> yeah, that kid. And I was like, oh, yeah, that kid. You know, I mean, it's, it's, he's a little eccentric, but he was, he was a normal kid. He just would ride a scooter around the neighborhood or whatever. I talked to him a couple times. He was mm-hmm. a normal guy. He was like, yeah, that kid went missing yesterday. And I was like, what? What? And he's like, yeah, so here's the story. My daughters, who are in a class with him, they, they're this, around the same age. Your coworkers' daughters. Yeah, my, my coworkers' daughters are in a class with him around the same age. And they get off the school bus yesterday, and they tell, they tell their dad, hey, dad, little Timmy got off the bus at a wrong stop, and then just like ran down bolted. the road. He got off the wrong stop and bolted. That was weird. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing they said to him when they came in um, from school that day. And he was like, huh. And then... Maybe 20 minutes later, the police knock on the door and the police are like, hey, there's this kid, little Timmy, that lives down the road. He's missing. Mm-hmm. We're having a neighborhood powwow with the police and some media for this missing kid. In like 20 minutes, come outside. You know, they had a little tent. And he goes out there to go to the community meeting about the kid that's missing. He doesn't know much except what his daughters have told him. So he goes to the meeting and the mother of the child is there. And the mother is referring to the child that's missing as Monica and using the she pronoun. Yeah. And my coworker asked, like, who the fuck is Monica? <laughs> I thought we were looking for Timmy. The police said we were looking for Timmy. And they're like, oh, well, Timmy is in the middle of a transition and Monica's the new name. <laughs> and everyone went, well, like, since when, right? Right, because like, no one knew that. No one knew that, including my friend who's his neighbor and his kids children that who are in class with them they're like with timmy he, he was timmy like today we were like hey timmy and he was like hey and he was like bye i gotta go and he ran ran off the bus uh-huh <laughs> so whatever if he is transitioning if that's what's happening that's fine except it's very very recent mm-hmm. within the last at least day mm-hmm. which seems abrupt mm-hmm. um and now that the kid is missing it doesn't seem that pertinent to to trying to find him, which is a little confusing. There's also the the autism part of the story. That's, that's where I was going to go next, is that the kid is a high-functioning autistic. He's not highly autistic. Yeah. The news fucked that up. Yeah. Really bad, actually, because... I've met the kid several times. You would I, you would never know he was autistic. It's not like you would say, "Oh yeah, that guy's autistic." He's but apparently very high functioning autistic. From my understanding, from what you told me, is that not only did the neighbors not know about the transgendered, correct? They also were completely unaware of this the autism yes, spectrum. Exactly. Of this so, child. So now this kid has been outed as transgendered and also outed as autistic to everyone in the neighborhood, including his peers. And everyone on Facebook and, and everyone, everyone who on watches Facebook. the news. Uh-huh. All at the same time. All at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because people wanted to be sensitive to their gender preferences. Uh-huh. Um, and I, they prioritize that over finding the child, which I find to be very illustrative of... Uh, what where are our priorities here? Uh, it's a very confusing. He is fine. Yeah, by the way, he he came home. The kid, he, she, she, they, Monica, wherever they're at, we're not sure. It's right. not clear because they haven't communicated that, but they're fine mm-hmm. and they're home. They were running away. It wasn't so much a missing kid as it was a r- runaway kid. I think he was, you know, lashing out or whatever. Who knows why? But now I feel like what has happened is significantly worse. Like their life is now all out there on the open. Right. And it was all in the name of being sensitive, but they they called him 
highly autistic. I think the news just messed that up. Uh-huh. I think they meant to say high-functioning autistic. Yeah, that's a pretty big fuck-up, though. Yeah, like. and then the news, it was just, there was confusion, I guess, because then you called me, you tell me what's happening. I'm like, wait, I saw- I saw that on the I news. I saw that kid on Facebook on the mm-hmm. news post, and I was like, but they referred to the yeah. child as Timmy mm-hmm. with they, them. Mm-hmm. The picture was very much of a little boy. Right. And then, but apparently the mom outs the kid uh-huh. in front of everyone, including the news, and says, oh, no, this is Monica. Uh-huh. She's a she, and she's a high-functioning autistic person. Yeah, which is... And so the news... What just happened? So, like, the news is, like, we're obligated to share uh-huh. this missing person because it's it's a missing person. It's a missing kid. Uh-huh. You know, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, But we also want to be, like woke sensitive uh-huh. and not we want a virtue signal. yeah we want to like show that we are aware mm-hmm. um but then it's like the the question becomes now that we know that the kid's fine and is home and is okay the question then becomes like at, at what cost yeah at like, what cost like do you virtue signal share your wokeness versus protect mm-hmm. a missing child or find a missing child like you would think that I'm I'm not a, a mom. I'm mm-hmm. not a parent, but I would think if my kid was missing, I would want the most applicable and appropriate description to go out to find my kid. I would think so. Even and if my kid was transgender but uh-huh. wasn't fully presenting, I'd be like the kid looks like a boy, we're going to call him a boy, you know, and and describe height, weight, right. hair color, all the things, find my kid. Yeah, I think um I could like make a good analogy for that would be something like if there was someone holding up a hostage and they had a big fucking mole on their face like the shape of Florida, like a big fucking mole, <laughs> the shape of Florida on their face, right? Mm-hmm. You would normally never mention like if they were like Steve, you know, the guy with the big fucking mole on his right. face that looks like Florida, yes. you would never say that. But if it was if it was a hostage situation, and you had to describe the suspect. And like some guy's got a bomb and they're, they're hostages and the police are like, who is it? You're like, he's got a big fucking mole on his face. You can't miss it. It looks like Florida. It's not really an insensitive thing. It's it, it, The situation demands there is a time crunch. Right. Times of the essence. We <laughs> The situation demands brevity. Right. And then you have, as you just mentioned, in the case of this child, the mm-hmm. fact that this child was outed by his mom yeah to his neighbors his classmates right. and once you get that stuff into the school then it's, everybody knows so this kid had literally like yes. as they would say no agency mm-hmm. over exactly. their own outingness exactly it and was all done in the name, for the kid all in the name of doing it for the kid and that seems and in to the me name to be of doing confusing. it for for wokeness yeah and, and what's also thorny about this is the autistic part because i don't know about transgender people because i am not one but i don't know if i try to put myself in their shoes i get the feeling that i would rather be called the wrong gender pronoun than be called autistic yeah i feel like they're probably more used to the wrong gender pronoun versus being their medical conditions being released into the world especially when you're a 12 13 year old kid right where school and your peers are your entire existence i would think that would be the case i can't speak for transgender people but it seems that way to me yeah that would be the way i'd go to that's what it would seem like so this whole thing is a very interesting illustration of this thorniness of this issue and like what's really happening here where are our priorities and what's right what's wrong did we do worse for this kid or better? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really interesting uh, question. And the question that 
I think is so fascinating here is like what to call this phenomenon, this this uh, problem with language that we're having. I think it's it's universal. There's there's words like cancel culture mm-hmm. and words like virtue signaling and words like woke. And I think you came up with the best combination for it that I've ever heard. You called it performative wokeness. Yeah, where you have white people performing at other white people. Yes, white people performing wokeness at other Not white people. Not just preaching at other white people, mm-hmm. but actually doing things. Yes. And and doing it at, <laughs> at other, other white people. At other white people. Never stopping to ask anyone if there's a consensus on it or if or if, who's benefiting or where it's all coming from just sort of white people's just doing it to, to mm-hmm. other white people mm-hmm. and Asheville's a really good uh cesspool of that happening <laughs> cesspool yeah <laughs> if um you remember when we saw dave Chappelle in Asheville? oh he, yeah he said that he had been told that Asheville was a very diverse city and he was like it is a very diverse city you have every kind of white person that exists mm-hmm. in, yep. in in Asheville and i feel like he was dead balls right about oh, that yeah. because that is what Asheville is and so you get a lot of this performative wokeness there mm-hmm. and it's it's fascinating because i don't know if it's always good so an example of a time when performative wokeness was good, we canceled Roseanne for her increasing racism. You remember that? Yeah. She got high on uh, Ambien mm-hmm. and took to Twitter, <laughs> and, and the Ambien made her racist. Yeah, the Ambien made her racist as hell. <laughs> and we all decided that we needed to cancel her, and they canceled her show, and everyone hated her. Well, they canceled her from the show. The yeah. show did eventually continue it did, without actually. her. Yeah. It's not... I mean, it's, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's whatever. But the fact that she got canceled was actually good because she was getting worse. Like, she was progressively (laughs) tweeting more and more racist shit. Yeah. She was going down the racist, slippery slope. But then there's another case where there's a museum curator in San Francisco. And uh, he was asked if he would, in the name of diversity, no longer look at white artists to make his museum more diverse. And he was like, well, I'm not going to just not look at any white artists. Like, we'll put white artists, but I'm going to actively try to make this thing more diverse. But if I skip all white artists together, that would be like reverse racism. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not going to do it. That that doesn't make sense to me. That man was fired for that. Yeah. He was fired from his job as the creator of this museum for that statement. Mm-hmm. And nothing in it is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's interesting about that is that what is the point? Right, who benefits from the firing of this museum guy right for saying that he wasn't just going to skip all white people right and looking at artists but he was Mm -hmm. consciously wanting to make it more diverse so it's like we're trying to fix this Mm -hmm. but i don't think the solution is to just ignore white people because that's that's not how a museum works like it's supposed to be art right (laughs) it's it's art man yeah (laughs) and I don't know what firing him was to accomplish. Whereas firing Roseanne, I see what it was to accomplish. It was to stop her from a cascade of racist tweets that were getting worse and worse. I think the firing of the museum curator is an example of the performative wokeness. I do too. Where the white people uh on the board of directors were performing for other white people saying, see Mm -hmm. how aware and woke we are. We're not going to let this racist person Uh (laughs) run our museum. And I think that's way off, especially in an organization that's as stuffy and old as a museum, Mm -hmm. which has clearly been the majority white for most of its history and also is a very inegalitarian hierarchical system that's just not the type of place where fairness has ever really come into play. And it's, it's very odd that they would be the ones to be like, look how... 
we are we're on the board of directors mm-hmm. that's mostly white and we're firing this white guy for not being woke enough it just seems like a performance it doesn't seem like an actual thing to accomplish uh, making a multiracial society it doesn't seem like that's what we're what you're going for with that action right and so we see that play out mm-hmm. all over the place it just keeps constantly. happening and the question is, like... Where are the lines? Yeah, where are the boundaries? Who's in charge drawing here? <laughs> yeah, who's drawing these lines? Who's benefiting from this decision? Is there a consensus of this decision? Or is this just kind of a glorified Twitter mob yeah. of people attacking another person? Right. And that's some deep, real hard questions that I don't think we have the answers for. I want to plug a podcast, the Why Is This Happening podcast with Chris Hayes. I think you've plugged that one before. Yeah, I I have. (laughs) But let's just say they put out an episode about this topic that is very much smarter than uh, I could ever discuss it. And Mm. it's very deep and in-depth. And it's a debate. There's no answer here. But it's certainly a big area to explore because something seems off sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there's another example of that happening in Asheville Currently. Currently, that we were going to also use as another illustration for how funny all this really has gotten. (laughs) So there's a monument in downtown Asheville known as the Vance Monument. Right in the heart of downtown Asheville. It is a very phallic monument. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't miss it if you're in Asheville. I mean, it's a landmark. Yeah, it is. And it's Go a- to the penis and turn left. <laughs> yeah, you could you could describe it that way uh, for sure. I mean, it even has the top. It's it's very phallic. And it's named the Vance Monument. And it's named after a guy who was a piece of shit. He was a racist slaveholder piece of shit from, you know, like the 1800s North or whatever. Carolina. So when the Black Lives Matter protests were happening after the killing of George Floyd and everything, people were like, this monument needs to go because, like, it's been there for forever and it's named after this racist guy. And- That's when I did my first research into the monument and I found out that it originally had another name and then it was renamed to the Vance Monument. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, you could just go back to the first name if you really wanted to to (laughs) solve the problem. Uh But that's not what what Asheville decided to do at all. Right, because Asheville wokeness. Yeah, Asheville had to really woke (laughs) this one so they couldn't fuck it up. They really, they they put all their heads together Mm. and- what they came up with was to cover the Vance Monument with some scaffolding and then some tarp, like black tarp, mm-hmm. that basically made it look like a big <laughs> condom dick in the middle of Asheville. It just looked like a, it looked like a, 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 a penis uh-huh. <laughs> with a black Trojan uh-huh. on with some scaffolding around. Uh huh. And then the the wind, because it's the mountains and it's windy sometimes, <laughs> blew the scaffolding off of the, the the dick, and so we now have a. A raw dog dick (laughs) surrounded by scaffolding just in downtown Asheville. Now, the kicker to this is that this covering, covering, uh, what do you go, sheathing? Yes, this, yes, rolling on of the condom, as it were. Yes, costs like almost $20,000. Yeah, yeah, $20,000. And they forgot to to pinch the the tip, so it just fell right off. We've already spent twenty grand on condoming, <laughs> mm-hmm. con- condoming, and and, and now it's just got this scaffolding around it. But you can still clearly read the word Vance, so it's, it's still there. Defeated the whole purpose. 
A year and a half later, it's still there. It's still ongoing. They have a whole council dedicated to... I've heard to... at least 15 times they've decided, quote unquote, what to do with this monument. But then they don't. But then nothing. Because somebody gets mad. <laughs> and, and so, like, thousands of dollars in the meanwhile have been oh, yeah. spent. They're coming up with ideas and plans. Do we tear it down? Do if we, we tear it down, it? what we do we build in place? Mm. Do we rename it? Is that fair? Like, all of this. And it's just... So like I my I would I would explode yes. if I was on this council uh -huh. this board making these decisions because I would be like just tear it down yeah if or just rename it or just rename it like the thing is is like it's not like other like Confederate statues where you've got the actual soldier or, no it's just an obelisk yeah it's a penis essentially and, again it had another name before it was just like the whatever Bunkum Monument or some yeah. shit we could just. Go back to that. Just take an eraser and erase off where it says Vance. Right. And the previous name will be underneath, I'm Right, sure. and then put a plaque out that was like, this used to be named after a guy who was a big asshole and a racist piece of shit who had a bunch of slaves. And we all realized, like, what a douchebag. We're going to take his name off of it. And now it's back to this name. Isn't it Boom. cool how society has done. moved forward? Yeah, like, <laughs> just be done. Fucking, that, we did it. We, we did it. Hooray. Yeah. But that's not what happened at all. And now there are people who want the monument, obviously, the racists, that want to keep the monument as bad as possible. And they're, they're realizing they're losing because it's Asheville. Yeah. And they're realizing so hard that they're losing that they've come up with a new strategy. Yeah, they're like, okay, we're not going to be able to stop them completely, but maybe we can counter. Mm -hmm. And their plan, there's, there's, there's real petition doing this. There are people actively doing this. Signing to say, yes, we agree. Signing the petition and actively seeking to, what they want to do is they want to not tear down the monument. They want to change the name of the monument mm -hmm. to whatever. They don't really care. And in exchange with the money that they save from not tearing it down and just renaming it, <laughs> they want to use that as reparations for black people in Buncombe. Yeah. Now, this is the racist This is the racist proposal. <laughs> proposal they're like we want to save this monument so bad yes. you can rename we want to save this racist penis uh, so bad you could rename it the antifa monument <laughs> take the money you saved and give it to black people and that would be preferable to Over tearing it down to tearing it down that's where the racists are i find that hilarious their racism has come around full circle it's like they went so far to the right that, that they, they came around and now they're for reparations. Circled back. <laughs> and now they're like, yes. <laughs> that is funny as shit. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. There are, there are, there is a group in Asheville. There is a movement currently to try to get this to happen. Yeah. And they are not, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not lefties. These are, no. there's a conservative, yeah. you know, Republican. They, they they don't want their town changed because it's always been this way or whatever. We've always had our penis in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. city and we want to keep it that way. Yeah, we want our big giant monument penis. And to me, if you just named it the, the Asheville Obelisk or something, and I would, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm not from there exactly. It's not where I was born and raised, but as far as I'm concerned, that would make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of cities, there's obelisks and monuments, and they're usually just named after the fucking city, the St. Louis Arch or whatever, you know, like. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, the guy was a total piece of shit. 
let's get his name off of there and either just tear the whole thing down or rename it. Like, let's stop throwing money yes. at. Yes, stop condoming it for no <laughs> stop reason. Stop wrapping it in Trojans. <laughs> that just blow like, away. What is it? Like, what purpose was that anyway? I, it's like, you can still see it. You could, it's still there. It's still erect. Everyone, and now you've just brought more attention to it. You might as well just put giant flashing arrows pointing <laughs> to it. I mean, I can't fathom. And I feel like that's a really good illustration of our country because that's that's the weird ass place that we're at mm-hmm. where we who knows yeah what what's gonna happen but it's it's hilarious it is and thanks to Asheville for being the the provider of that hilarity for us mm-hmm. <laughs> so Asheville's a funny place and we just kind of ripped it up a little bit but the truth is I love Asheville I love it a lot. Yeah, well, you work there. Yeah, and it's it's one of my favorite places. I don't ever plan on moving from here because I love this place so much. And I went to school in Asheville. Mm-hmm. So I and have ties and connections there as well. We're trying to be funny and prove points. Also, and I think part of it was just poking. I mean, we're just poking fun. Yeah, At exactly. things that we find to be amusing. And isn't it hilarious that this, <laughs> that this happens? <laughs> yeah, so if I offended anybody or mislabeled anybody gender-wise or anything like that, it was unintentional. The yeah. whole thing was supposed to uh, prove a point and to be funny. Mm-hmm. And I think it is really funny. Yeah. And I think... We shouldn't take it all so seriously. And it's crazy where we are. And it's Asheville's a crazy little place. It is. From what I understand, I think it's like a little baby version of Austin, Texas. Um, I think they consider San Francisco to be the sister city. Oh, do they? I think so. I think Austin's kind of similar from what I understand, too. It's like a little hippie community in the middle of a bunch of... Uh, Republicans. Yeah, surrounded literally yeah. <laughs> on all sides uh, so by in, conservative America. So I, I consider Asheville to be like s- similar in that respect. Yeah. I haven't ever been to Austin. I'd love to go there. Um, I think it's probably pretty cool. And I bet you get the same kind of crazy shit there. Yeah, you're fine when you're within the city, but you start mm-hmm. leaving town limits and, yeah, and then <laughs> suddenly all of a sudden, you're like, there's Confederate flags yeah, everywhere. Yeah, this place has gotten and... real different real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, I imagine it's similar. And I think that's really cool. And I think it's a great place and I love it. And so we didn't mean to uh, hate on Asheville. We actually love Asheville. Yeah. Is there any other disclaimers you would like to add? <laughs> no. In this disclaimers portion of our <laughs> no, podcast? No, I don't think so. Um, cause we don't want to get canceled. We, we want to like, don't cancel going. us. We're not Roseanne. We're not on Ambien. We, yeah, we want to keep going. <laughs> uh, we have a ton of episodes. Oh yeah. And, um, like Odin on his leash, you should just sort of c- keep circling around those episodes. Just, just keep circling around those episodes. <laughs> There's something tying you to them that makes you want to <laughs> listen to them. And to get there, you will go to the internet and go to carolinasnowflakes.com. Or you can find us on our Facebook with other people stuck on their own mental leashes. Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And if you want to yell at us for fucking all this up and in the name of comedy being completely rude and inappropriate, you can send us an email. Carolinasnowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.